We are now visiting with Catherine Hedro, host of EWTN's Pro-Life Weekly, who is going to share simple yet profound thoughts as we visit with her and preview the upcoming North Dakota Right to Life Banquet in Fargo. Catherine, thanks for being with us this morning. It's an honor. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Tell us about yourself a little bit. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, I am the host of EWTN Pro-Life Weekly, uh, which for your listeners to know is an international television show solely dedicated to the pro-life issue from a Catholic perspective. Uh, the show's been going on for two and a half years now. I can't believe it. Praise God. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and, and through that time, you know, I've had the opportunity to speak with top political figures, Catholic leaders, cultural figures, about how we all can build up a culture of life. Um, and also a unique aspect of the show is we empower our viewers always to take action, to get involved in the pro-life movement, not to be afraid of that. Uh, and I'm, in addition to being host of a EWTM Pro Life Weekly, I'm also a wife to a wonderful man, and I'm based over here in Washington, D.C., so pretty far from where you're at right now, Father. Yes, this is so good. So how exactly did you get into the pro-life movement? Can you tell us that, Catherine? Yes. So I will say I've always considered myself pro-life. I grew up in a you know cradle Catholic, and um, my parents always expressed pro-life beliefs and views. It's something for me that only grew stronger over time. Um, one way that I think of that, you know, in particular, one memory is going to the March for Life when I was mm. in college. I grew up in Florida, and so my freshman year in college at Florida State University, taking a bus with like 50 other students, driving 15-ish hours to the cold mm-hmm. January and being surrounded by other young people standing up for life, that just gave me a, much more confidence to speak up for the life issue. But I will say I never could have predicted it was God's plan for me to be <laughs> speaking about the pro-life issue uh, for my job. That is yeah. just, yeah, totally unpredictable. Well, that's fantastic. And it's very prominent. It's not just, you're not just on a little local access place. You're on the international television, which is fantastic. Praise the Lord. So um, I'll just do a little uh, self-admission here, uh, embarrassing story. <laughs> I've never been to the March for Life. I'm like the only Catholic I know that's never been. You are, to- oh, well, well, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> Thank but you. You should totally come and, you know, I'm here in D.C., so let me know when you're here. <laughs> Great. Thank you. I obviously would love to go. I just... For whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. Yeah. Um, but maybe you can share with us some information here. So if maybe I can't go to the pro-life uh, rally in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. every year, uh, but there are other ways probably I would imagine that we could do that. So talking about keys to winning on yeah. the pro-life front, some of those uh, maybe simple but yet profound ways that we can, we can do that. Absolutely. Well, you know, in regards to hopefully everyone can come to the March for Life at least one point, but you're absolutely right, Father, that... There are so many ways to be involved in the pro-life movement. And, I mean, the March for Life is just one day out of the year, but we should be thinking about how can we be pro-life throughout the year. Uh, And we really do have a responsibility to do so. We know that abortion is the largest human rights issue of our time. Uh, We know there are about one million abortions in the United States every single year, and that's just in the U.S. alone. So it's something that we should all take very seriously and to consider, okay, how can we be life um, how can we really live that out um, as Catholics I mean just a very practical thing we know obviously we believe in the seen and the unseen so let's be praying and fasting for the life issue really let's be praying and fasting we know that makes a difference we know we know that that um, can save lives uh, but when it comes to messaging when it comes to pro-life messaging something that that's what I'm thinking a lot about 
mm-hmm. most of the time in communications. Um, yeah. I think it's so important when we're speaking about the pro-life issue, whether that's with our neighbors or friends, that we're really leading with love. Um, and I, you know, and also that we're leading with love and we're showing that compassion in our tone and in our language and that we're also teaching others the pro-life movement. Yes, we care about that unborn child, but we care about the well-being of the mother as well. We love them both. And I think it's crucial that we really emphasize that in our communication because, you know, abortion advocates, they'd like to have you think, they're on the side of the women, you know, and if right. you, if you're a pro woman, well, you must support abortion, right? We know that's not true though, because abortion is an incredibly violent procedure on a woman that kills a child and harms a woman. So we have to speak the truth on this. We are on the side of uh, the woman. We are on the side of the woman who can encourage her and empower her to choose life. Um, and I'd also like just to add, when it comes to communicating on the life issue, we also need to reflect peace and love. I mean, we are on the side of truth. We are on the side of Christ, and He is the Prince of Peace. So that needs to be reflected in every conversation and in every action you're doing to build up a culture of life. Yeah, no, this is this is uh, profound profoundly simple but profound uh, for us to know because I'm just as you're speaking Catherine I'm thinking of so many people um, who uh, feel that they need to get into an argument with somebody um, mm-hmm. and so now it looks like a, a pro-abortion person or a pro-life person well they're, they're both just mad so <laughs> maybe I, they both right. just seem like they're mad or they're mean or they're whatever we like like you're saying we are we are in the pro-life movement. We are on the side of what is actually good here. <laughs> we yeah. we shouldn't even have to get uh, raise our voices because the, a person has to craft this crazy narrative to somehow think that abortion would be somehow loving, caring for anybody involved. Um, and so we we already have the the, the victories on our side, as you're saying. Uh, so thank you for that. I just want to let everybody know. I uh, was speaking with Catherine Hadro, host of EW10's Pro-Life Weekly. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host for Real Presence Live. Uh, we're talking about uh, the pro-life movement, and we're going to talk a little bit more about an upcoming banquet that's uh, going to be taking place in Fargo. Um, so any other thoughts that you'd like to share about how um, leading with love, uh, recognizing that truth is actually on our side, uh, that we really do, are, we are the ones who are concerned for, or for the mothers and for these children, uh, how that changes the game for the pro-lifers? Sure, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think, you know, what you were saying, Father, about a lot of people find themselves getting angry, you know, mm-hmm. on this issue, of course, because this is, you know, one of utmost importance. And right. if you look back um, at the pro-life movement, it's really evolved over the past few decades. Uh, there was, right after Roe v. Wade, a lot of blame and anger were being placed on post-abortive women, for example, women who, who chose abortions or on abortion clinic workers. But now we can see that, you know, women who have uh, chosen abortion in the past, they were deceived into believing a lie that abortion is the solution. They were deceived. And oftentimes, people working inside of abortion clinics are deceived into thinking what they're doing is helping women. So we need to place our anger where it belongs, and it really belongs on the abortion industry, which has created this system that depends on abortion for their bottom line. Mm-hmm. And again, as Catholics, we know the true blame is to be placed on Satan, who is the father of lies. Yeah. But we need to be speaking with 
peace and hope and love so that post-abortive women, you know, anyone who's been wounded by abortion, that they know there is hope and healing. Christ wants to bring them hope and healing. And so we need to reflect that and love those women and, and just love them dearly. And, you know, also when I think of abortion clinic workers who have been deceived into their line of work. Um, I think of Abby Johnson and her ministry, and then there were none. And in their few years that her ministry has existed with the sole purpose to love abortion clinic workers out of their job, they've seen hundreds and hundreds of people leave the abortion industry. And again, they're leading with love. So it really is a game changer, and it really is a way to build up a culture of life. Yeah, I mean, I see this as, I'm just as you're speaking, I'm thinking of uh, homilies that I give on pro-life topics or speaking about abortion. It's hard to preach because I know mm-hmm. that, and I'm not saying that it, it stops me, but what I'm, it's hard because mm-hmm. I know that there are women or families in the congregation who have been involved in this sort of thing, and they might really, 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 really regret it. And so for me right. to talk about abortion and, it, and the evil... Uh, that it is, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to speak, it's hard to do that. Um, so I, as a priest, I see this, uh, there's people that are hurting. I mean, this is the point. I mean, this is why I'm trying to say this. You're saying that people have been deceived, they've been lied to, they've been manipulated, they've bought into this thing. And a priest sees this uh, because people are hurting. Uh, and so mm-hmm. even as I'm talking about abortion and, and, and the, uh, the evil of what's going on there, I also, I, I'm, every time that I preach on it, I have to say like a, like a preface to you beautiful women, wonderful women, uh, families who have struggled with it in the past. I am not trying to come down on you at all in this but i need to talk about the facts i need to talk about where we need to be moving you know so uh so i see that full full on so we have only a minute left uh so mm-hmm. Catherine, you're coming to fargo thanks be to god in september yeah. for the right to life banquet uh tell us about it yes i'm so looking forward to it in september i've never been to fargo uh and so i'm just looking forward to this right to life banquet i'm honored to be speaking there uh and just meeting pro-lifers from a different part of the country where i'm at and hearing their concerns and their ideas and for us to just be together and encourage each other to build up a culture of life. And I'll be speaking on what we're, you know, talking about these similar themes of love and leading with love and caring for both the woman and the child. That is so good. Uh, it seems like a lot of people that I interview say that they've never been to Fargo when they come into Fargo. <laughs> I wonder why. Anyway, <laughs> it's so good, Catherine, for you to be with us today. Thank you. Oh, God bless you, Father. Thanks for having me. All right, wonderful. The details for that Sunday, September 29th, 2019, Fargo, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time, the Holiday Inn in Fargo, which is at 3803 13th Avenue South, Fargo, North Dakota. The speaker, Catherine Hedro, who you just heard here on Real Presence Live. To register or for more information, call 701-258-3811 or email director at ndrl.org. I'll give you that again. Call 701 701- Two five eight three eight one one or email director at ndrl North Dakota Right for Life dot org. That's September twenty ninth, five to eight. You can hear Catherine and all the wonderful things that she is about uh, with the pro life movement.